Tom Ziegler on leadership and coaching, The Ziegler Legacy, an exclusive interview. Join us for a captivating conversation with Tom Ziegler, CEO of Ziegler Incorporation, as he unravels the essence of Ziegler's philosophy in leadership and coaching. Drawn from years of experience and insights, Tom shares how the Ziegler approach has shaped leaders and coaches around the world. Take advantage of this opportunity to learn from one of the most influential figures in leadership and coaching. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let me share with you a little bit about the guest we have today. Tom Ziegler, son of famous motivator Zig Ziegler and CEO of Zig Ziegler Corporation for 28 years, has penned two books extending the Ziegler brand in leadership and personal development. His keynote, Sage Experience, uses AI to engage audiences, including top businesses and universities like Harvard. With a top-rated podcast and over 6.5 million Facebook likes, the Ziegler brand remains a leading source of inspiration under Tom's leadership. I'm so pleased to help welcome to the stage Mr. Tom Ziegler. Hi. Hey, April. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor. Yes. Well, the honor is all mine, Tom. I'm so excited <laughs> to have you here with us today on the Wellness Driven Life Show to share a little of your expertise. And I am not really giving it justice when I say a little because you have an extensive amount of expertise. And so I'm thrilled to have you here. Let's start by sharing with the audience though, a little bit more background about you. Tell us who you are. Yeah, well, I'm a nerd. Uh, I'm, I'm the why behind the why guy. Uh, you know, I was raised in an amazing family with with mom and dad, Zig Ziglar and the redhead, uh, just really blessed. People say, how long have you been in the business? And I say, you know, almost 59 years because I was born into it. Uh, I've been the CEO here now almost 30 years. Um, and I love what I do. I get to travel and everywhere I go, I meet uh, friends and family. I didn't know I had, I was just talking to your husband and he was showing me his see at the top book. And uh, <laughs> that's just so cool. I never get tired of Zig stories. Uh, and so it's dad, old too. I'll show it. Yeah. So, so the audience can see, but I, I just yeah. want to show like the age of this. 
because okay. yes, it, it, it's been, it's been around it's, a very been, long time. It's been used. It's been, it's been loved and used and reused. Yes. And that's means it's a good book, right? Yeah. So the, the, the pristine ones don't do you any good, right? Cause you, don't, <laughs> you haven't cracked them open. Uh, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. And our mission now uh, really is to equip leaders and coaches uh, to carry forward a life-changing message and leave a legacy that ripples through eternity. So I get to walk with like-minded people uh, who really live out that famous Zig Ziglar quote, you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. So yeah, it's a, it's just great to be here and to be able to do what I do. Yeah, I I brought in a, a comment here. Manly says Tom is literally born to win. And <laughs> and yes, you know, I, I can only imagine the it, it would be inspiring and the energy levels just continue to rise. Like you said, you, you don't get tired of people coming into your life and sharing their their stories and their experience based on all of the things that that you and your father are continuing to shine out into the world. I think that's really exciting. Of course, it really raises you up. How could you not appreciate that and love that? So, um, you know, I also wanted to share again about the how you help others as much as possible. And, and that in turn really brings you so much more success. Yeah, I'll I'll just share something that happened. I was speaking and um, somebody said in the room, you know, because we did Q&A and there's a couple hundred people there. And he said, what was Zig Ziglar's real secret to success? Like, what would be the one thing that he did? Just the one thing. The one thing. Of course, there's a hundred things, but this guy was like, what's the one thing? You know, I want to know the one thing. And so here's the answer I gave him, and, and that's this, and that is, is that for every day, for over 40 years, he spent the first three hours of the day reading, studying, learning new information, studying the Bible, studying the greatest authors of the time, research, so that he could internalize that message, simplify it, and then share it with someone else for their benefit. And so I want you to see that the motive was to learn something new that he could share with somebody else for their benefit. And so that idea, I just think about this, apply this to your own life. What if you spent five minutes a day, just five minutes, learning something new for the reason of internalizing it and simplifying it, and then you shared it with at least one other person that day? Yeah. How many you how much different would you be at the end of the year? How many lives would you impact? Right. And it's yeah. the motive there. That's so powerful. I think that that is an incredible answer. Good for you because yes, it's, it's in that. Uh, and we were, we were sharing with you before the show that it's this continuous journey of self-improvement and it doesn't stop. There's no end cap to it. You continue to do it. And you do that through experience, through learning and growth. And then it, it just in turn 
it radiates off to others because you're learning new things. There's um, a lot to be said about when you, when you're always developing yourself and that progress, progress is the word that I was looking for because when we continuously seek progress, there's, there's no room for anything else. There's not a lot of room for really being depressed or not having a reason to live there when when we continuously want to pro progress in something then that's the reason we get up and we get out of bed every day yeah 100% there was a um a job sage study came out in 2022 and they interviewed asked 2000 people um these questions and what they discovered is that in the previous year, two years, 28% of them had quit their job for mental health reasons. And so mm. if you're, if you're listening to this, just think about it. One in four people said that in the last two years, they quit their job for mental health reasons. Well, then in that uh, study, they asked them a follow on question and they said, well, here are different categories of mental health reasons which ones apply to you? And so 55%, they could pick more than one category. 55% said stress and burnout. 38% said um, depression. And 37% said lack of motivation. Mm. So look at those three. And so I'm going to cut to the end. At Ziegler, we don't focus on the problem. We focus on the solution. So what is the antidote to those three things? So the antidote to stress and burnout is quality of life. The antidote to depression is purpose. And the antidote to lack of motivation is growing and learning towards mm -hmm. a goal. And so when you said you, you don't have time to be depressed if you're progressing, okay? Yeah. So what that research does and, and what kind of our approach says is, hey, if I know what my higher calling and purpose is and I'm setting goals and have mile markers along the way to get there and I'm striving towards that every day and I'm maintaining a high quality of life, it's good. And where we get in trouble is we don't have the purpose. We haven't figured that out or we don't take care of our whole life. Right. And soon our health goes or our relationships goes or we're not intentionally learning and growing. And any one of those things can derail you and mm. put you in a situation that you don't like being in. Yes, I'm, I'm curious, Tom, because this has really been, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this has like been your life work. It's really surrounded you through your entire upbringing and into your adult, which I, I'd love to know a little bit more about how you entered into that. What was your schooling like? What what college, university did you go to? What did you study? But, you know, I want to play on that a little bit, though. Do you feel that all of those buckets, is it kind of like the chicken and the egg? You know, what what comes first, if any, and in, in how, because when you hit it all, life is good, right? But, but when you fall short in, in any capacity, then it's not. But is there anything in particular you feel that should come first or needs to happen before the, the other can fall through? Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. 
A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. Yeah, well, everything starts with desire. Um, and so you've got to have like like a passion and desire to go and accomplish something. Um, in, in the financial realm, I, I'll tell people, people don't get financially serious until either a dream or a disaster, right? So mm-hmm. the car gets repoed and then suddenly they discover Dave Ramsey, right? Because the disaster is there. Yeah. Or they wake up one day and they're like, I have a dream. And, 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 and I'm just telling you, it's more fun to be inspired by a dream, right? Don't, don't go down that, but it's yeah. the same way in our health. It's the same way in our relation. I mean, it, let's just say you have relationship challenge after relationship challenge. And finally you're, you're just done. Your heart's broken and you're done. I'm never going to do that again. And all of a sudden you invest in the learning and the growth in how to have a winning relationship, right? And it starts with you and then it starts with boundaries and so disaster. Or maybe maybe you say, wow, I've got great relationships. What if they were even better, <laughs> right? What if I could take them to that next level? Uh, we were talking before we started about my doctor. Uh, I have a, a, a functional medicine doctor, Dr. Randall James. And he says this, because I like the name of your show. He says... Nobody can be well, but we can all be well-er. Well-er. Oh, I like that. And so if we look, if we wake up every day and apply that concept to every area of my life, you know what? <laughs> I am what I am, but I can be a little better t- tomorrow than I was yesterday, right? By learning yeah. and growing. Um, and so I was going to say that's just very inspiring because when you say it that way, it's, it gives, it puts, puts you future forward into that thinking of even if I feel less than awful now, or even if I'm not where I want to be, there's always room for improvement, no matter what stage we're in because we can be well er and and it just like triggers the the mind to start thinking at a different it capacity. does and dad had a great quote um because a lot of people get derailed because they have the wrong definition of success hmm. right because if you if you decide that success is a car or a home or a trip or a certain amount of money in the bank account or a promotion uh, you're going to get there and it's not going to satisfy, right? It's just, it, or it can be taken away. But dad's definition of success is awesome because you're not comparing yourself or your success to anybody else. And here's what he said. Success is the maximum utilization of the abilities that God gave you. So think about that. Everybody listening to this today, you can be successful. All you got to do is maximize the abilities, the gifts, the talents, the resources, everything you have. All you got to do is maximize. That's all you got to do to be successful. So as humans, we, you know, we're, we're all over the place. You know, we're like all different cultures, all different backgrounds, all spectrums. We got people who were, you know, lucky like me and others who came through tough 
but we can all be successful, right? Because that's how we measure success. It's not us compared to somebody else. It's what we do with what we have. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's doing your best at everything that you apply yourself to do. And I love that. I, I also love Tom that you said, you know, um, or what, how did you say it now? I forgot, but does that like being blessed, like, like me, you know, I, I love that you're just forefront with that because sometimes I think, and I'm sure that you've gone through this at certain points in your life where you like, maybe you feel like you shouldn't say things like that because you've had such blessings in life and what will people think of you? So I'm curious, have you ever experienced that before where you're wondering how to show up? (laughs) Well, there was a, there was an interesting thing I had to get through. Um, probably like 15, 18 years ago, people would say, Tom, you should go and speak, right? You should go do this. And I'm like, you're crazy. That's the last thing I want to do. Um, (laughs) And they finally talked me into it and I went to speak and it was great. Uh, but my stomach was in knots. It was, it was beforehand, you know, the war, the anxiety, whatever you want to call it. People who are afraid of speaking, you get it. Um, I wasn't afraid. It was just driving me nuts. And, and so then I got invited to another one, same thing. And I got an invited to another one, same thing. And I was like, wait a second, I, I'm not going to live this way. So I sat down uh, with myself, uh, you know, one of those things. And I said, okay, what's going on? And I told myself a lie. And here was the lie. The lie was, I told myself is that people wanted me to be like my dad Mm. from a style perspective. Right. So dad, Mm. he had unbelievable charisma, energy, He's probably the greatest speaker who ever stepped on stage. I mean, just unbelievable. And I wrongly thought that's what people want. They expected from me. Right. No, what they expected was for me to come in a hundred percent prepared and to live out the values and the philosophy that the dad talked about, but to be myself. And so I've got a dry sense of humor, you know, I think I already said I'm a nerd Um, (laughs) and, you know, I'm slow burn and and all these different things, you know, so, so once I've shifted and the funny thing was, is I heard dad say, people would come up to him every time he spoke and they would say, Mr. Ziegler, thank you for, you know, you've inspired me so much. Someday I'm going to be, I'm going to be the next Zig Ziglar and, you know, because they wanted to speak. And he'd say, oh, that'd be a big mistake. That job's taken. But you can be the best you. <laughs> nobody nobody can do that. And so I heard dad tell everybody, right? And so, I love that. <laughs> so he never told me once, you need to do what I did, right? He's, he said, hey, you're you, your gifts and talents, you know, you, you need to use those. Yeah. Um, and so then my whole outlook shifted. And so, you know, if, if, if other people have an expectation that puts an unfair burden on me, um, that's not on me. That's on them. My, my responsibility is to come prepared and to give it everything I got. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Like you said, it's, it's, it's just doing your best and, 
and I forgot already what dad said, but yeah, I, the simplest form of course for me there's, is to say that to do your there's best. One other, there's one other thing I need to add to that. Uh, and this is what made dad who he was and what I believe you come prepared to do your best. Um, and you share the truth and love. Mm. And so if you can get on stage or a one-on-one doesn't matter and you share the truth in love, then that's what you're responsible for. Um, too many people today use the truth as a hammer. It's, it's meant to beat people down and, and that doesn't, that doesn't win people, uh, over, um, the truth resonates in somebody's heart. It does. Uh, and when you say it in a, a gentle and kind way and with love, it resonates better. It, it, it might not be what they were hoping to hear, but you'll never get in trouble for sharing it in love. And that's, that's a big thing. That was dad's gift. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely had a gift. And for any of you listeners who have never listened to Zig Ziglar, I invite you to do so because as Tom said, maybe one of the greatest, if not the greatest speaker who stepped on stage of all time and his story form was so it just, it grabs the audience and he invites the emotion. So like you mentioned, it's just how, how people respond and they resonate with that, that loving truth. It's a beautiful thing to witness and uh, it never gets old. That is something that just, it will resonate with a, a human soul, I think forever, which is really cool. And you're right. That was, that's, that was his gift. And so I also love that you shared that. Thank you so much because, well, Tom, gosh, speaking on stage is one of the greatest fears that we have as human beings. And I mean, we could go into why that might be over historical, you know, you know, root cause of that, but it just is, it's something that is, is terrifying. And wanting to be accepted by others and and that sort of thing is a part of that. So I also say it's one of the most powerful things that we can do when we start to share our stories and our truth, because that is where some really great transformation happens. And was that the case for you when you did start stepping on the stage and leading others in a way, what kind of transformation did you experience? Yeah, it definitely, uh, expands your, your view of what's possible. Uh, it takes you to that next level. Um, I'll just give you a story. I remember, gosh, dad was in his seventies and he, he came home from, from, uh, a trip and he'd spoken He's probably 75 and he'd spoken in three different cities over four days. And he came into the house and I was there uh, when he came in and emotionally he was lit up, right? He was on fire, but physically you could just see the, the tiredness from the road on his shoulders. And I was like, golly, how does he do it? You know, how does he do that schedule? And he's emotionally charged and physically worn out. And then it happened to me, right? I had a, a week where I was out traveling from place to place and I came home and I was just physically, spiritual, or emotionally, spiritually charged, but just physically worn out. And this is what I realized. 
when you when you're committed to sharing the truth and what that means is is you're preparing for it you're putting it into your mind right so you're getting that message and then when you speak it you hear the message again and then people come up to you afterwards and they say hey you know what you said and they'll mention something then you hear it a third time mm-hmm. And that's probably where you see transformation have in somebody who has the courage to tell their story, especially if their story is an overcoming story uh, where either by choice or by circumstance, they got in a situation and now they've got to figure out how am I going to overcome this? And they share the heartache and the heartbreak and good and bad choices along the way. Somebody in there, it's, you know, as you, as you figure out how to share that message uh, and you start to say, what did I learn from it? Right. Neurologically, when you start saying, what did I learn from that? What did I learn from that? You actually change your, your, the, the uh, memories in your brain. They, they, they transform into that potentially horrible situation into a situation that allowed you to go to the next level, right? And so even your brain waves change when you think about it. But then people come up and say, "Wow, what, that's I need you to hear that today." Uh, and that's that's really where the transformation comes from. So it changes that input to to learn it, and then to go and share it, and then to get the feedback of it. Those three things really do change somebody's life. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's very exciting when you have people that have really been hit profoundly by the things that you say and it's a beautiful thing. So, Tom, you you said that you didn't it took a while to to be led to the stage to start speaking and leading other people in that fashion. So, I'm curious, what what was your your school days like? What what did you go to school initially initially for? Uh, what were you excited about in your younger years? Yeah, so I went to college, a small college about an hour from Dallas uh, in Sherman, Texas. It's called Austin College, uh, and it's the number still is the number one school in Texas for pre med and pre law. They have the highest. Uh, entry rate into those school, uh, law school and med school. Um, but I had no interest in being an attorney or a doctor. Uh, but I went there, <laughs> played golf, played on the golf team, uh, really loved golf. I thought for a while I was going to be a professional golfer. And I got good enough to play in a lot of big tournaments to figure out that those guys are really, really good. Uh, <laughs> and so that direction kind of changed, got married. Uh, and then I started working at the company. And when I first started working at the company, it was to support my golf habit. Um, I was working in the warehouse and in production and stuff like that. Uh, and then when I figured out golf wasn't going to be it, I moved over into sales and I just fell in love with selling. Um, selling is a transference of feeling, uh, selling is serving, selling is understanding somebody's needs. So if your motive is right and you have a product or service that really solves a problem for somebody, then there's nothing better in the world to do. I mean, it is, it is truly an awesome thing. And so I fell in love with sales and kind of worked up through sales and sales management and then 
than leading the company. So that was kind of my journey. My major in college was political science and history. Um, okay. Yeah. I thought politics would be fun. Um, and so I looked at that and then I realized my heart, I just don't have the um, tough, I don't, my heart's not tough enough uh, <laughs> for politics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to, in a debate, I'm going to ask a question. I'm not going to come in with a hammer and hit them. Right. So that's funny. Uh, I'm not going to debate. I'm going to ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> Seek to first to understand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's interesting is I've like studied virtues and, and what makes people successful and, you know, the political climate in the United States is just, it's in my opinion, is awful. Uh, it's just, doesn't really matter whether you're lean left or lean right. I think we can all agree we can do better. Uh, yeah. But you'll never see somebody campaign on wisdom. It's like if you were to say to people, what's the number one attribute you want in a leader? Well, you would want wisdom. Mm -hmm. Right. But not one campaign says vote for <laughs> me. I've got wisdom. Right. And, yeah. and so why is that? Well, I think humility is the tap root of wisdom, right? Because wisdom means you, you listen to what other people say with the anticipation. You might learn something new and it might change your perspective a little bit. Yeah, very open-minded. But it takes humility to do that. And I don't think humility is high on the list of of a political campaign, uh, you know, politicians <laughs> attributes. Right. So it's, it's just kind of interesting to me that maybe the number one thing we want in a politician is the last thing we get because humility is not, uh, it, 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 because if you're humble, you're not elbowing your way to the stage. Right. Right. right? Yeah. So. You know, <clears throat> um, you're, you're correct. And I know that you in in a lot of the the teachings and the philosophy that humility plays a very large role and you know wisdom as well if you as you discuss you know if you just learn something 5 minutes every day you know to gain that wisdom and then because you're hum uh, you're humble you're able to you know soak that information up and be open minded enough to maybe learn something even greater and something in a way that you didn't view it before and what i what i love about your journey so far tom as you've explained it is you've really throughout the company you know one might think on an outer perspective that if you're grown into it and you start working in the company that you're starting at the top right because of uh, family positioning. And yet you're saying that you've really learned the, the inside out of the company where you're starting at the, in the, um, the warehouse and, you know, you're, you're really working boots on ground there and then you're going up into sales. And I loved your perspective on sales and how, you know, it lights you up because it's, it's an immense servitude into the world when you learn what people's wants and needs are. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will, t I will say this, and I, I do a lot of leadership work with, with big companies and companies of all sizes um, and family companies. So other family businesses. And one of the things that I will say is that if you, if you have a family business where, where more than one person in the family is working there, 
the lowest performing family member will be the highest performing team member. Let me say that again. So there's what this is, it's a huge response. If you are if you are a family working in a family business, whoever the lowest performing family member is, that's that's as high as anybody on the rest of the, the employee side are gonna go. So what does that mean? It means you have a great responsibility to show up every day uh, and perform. Also, the expectation is, is that as a family member, you're going to be given the cherry position, the free ride, all this stuff. Um, and that's a, that's a hard thing. So what, how do you handle that as a family member? You just got to expect it. You got to show up every day and give, give everything you got and, and do what you can do. And know that people's perspectives are what they are and there's nothing you can do about it other than to perform consistently and constantly uh, and then treat people the right way. So I was blessed. Um, well, in sales, your paycheck is a reflection of your effectiveness. <laughs> so, yes. so getting my, my original credibility in sales uh, helped a lot, right? Because you can't really, well, you can doctor that a little bit, but over time you can't really doctor it. So uh, that was a, that was good. Um, it's, it's been an, it's been amazing in the amount of people I've been able to share with and learn from, uh, who all, it, it's kind of cool that, that I have people who say, Hey, your dad changed my life and I'm reading their stuff. And they're like, I'm like, well, no, your stuff's changing my life. And so, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like, this back and forth. And, and I think that's the way God meant it to be is that we go and serve somebody and then that person turns around and serves somebody. And then that person makes a difference in our kids' lives. And then all, you know, it's like, that's the way it's supposed to be. It is. And, you know, adding to that, it's kind of like when you visit a location or a place uh, for a second time, and it looks a little different. You observe different things in the surrounding that were there all along, sort of like that. We don't always pick up information that, uh, you know, was there all along, but we, we see it differently or whatever's going on in our lives that, that we, we just, we perceive things so much differently at different time periods. Yeah. When we grow, um, you know, in, and one of the things I like to study is Jewish tradition and in Jewish tradition, when they think of time, they, they think about the calendar. They have all these celebrations that happen at the, about the same time every year. And so it's almost like a spiral staircase, right? And so every time you go up the spiral staircase, you know, you're, you're visiting the same point on the calendar every year, but you're at a different level. Right? And so that. So that's the way we are. We, you know, this Thanksgiving's coming up for us and we're a different human at this Thanksgiving than we were last year or five years ago. And so we're always, like you said, we're always making progress. We're always growing. We're always learning, uh, even though it seems like uh, Groundhog's Day, like we're doing it all over again. We're, we're completely different when we come back in. We are. We are. And I, I think that's the magic of living because the only change or constant is change. Right. And 
I think that's what makes it exciting is that it's not always going to remain the same uh, because that would get boring quite quickly, wouldn't it? <laughs> so we'll move into our, our commercial briefly here. And then when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about the philosophy and what it means um, with your coaching aspect. So stay tuned. I want to let you know about my next group program health kickstart and detox. The best way to start diving into your health is to start looking at nutrition, the right way to eat for your body and understanding that as well as digestion because you are what you absorb and not just what you eat. So I teach how to ensure your digestive system is even turned on so that you can benefit from the food that you're putting into your body. So I combine all of this learning in a group program for support for you, along with setting you up for success. So click the show notes to learn more about the program. The link is there. I look forward to hearing from you. Okay. Welcome back. So Tom, you, you, you stem so much about leadership and coaching and you're, it's, it's really stemmed through the, the philosophy, the Ziegler philosophy. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? What does that look like? What's what is what is your day in of how you lead others? Yeah, so let me talk a little bit about the philosophy and the coaching connection. So everything we do is around that core Zig Ziglar quote. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And so in that quote, there are five hidden questions that if you figure this out, you can be a fantastic coach. You can be a fantastic mom. You can be a fantastic friend. Okay. So here they are. So here's the quote. You can have everything in life you want. So, or here are the five questions. So the first question is, what do you want? God, it's amazing to me how many people don't know what they want. Mm. And Right. And as a coach, we ask people, Hey, tell me what you want. What does success look like to you? And we, we go around the wheel of life. And then the second question is, why do you want it? And it's amazing when you when you start to ask the why do you want it question, how many of those things elevate and how many other things kind of fall away? Well, I don't know why I want that. I just, I've always thought I'd, I wanted that, but I don't guess I do. I guess that was my parents that wanted that. So, so that's, those are the first two. Then the second two questions are, you can have everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. So who are your other people? Who are you going to help? And, you know, you can think about it in your career. You can think about it in your friends. You can think about it in your family. Who are they? And then what do they want? Have you taken the time to figure out what they want? And then the last question is, how are you going to help them get what they want? Hmm. Right. That's that's those are the five questions hidden in that one that one quote. And so with coaches, uh, one of the things that we we teach them is a process of asking these questions that help people discover what's what's already inside of them, what they want, why they want it. And, and then we then we create a plan to their purpose. Um, and dad said this, never give a promise without a plan. So if you help somebody really get a vision for who they want to become and what they want to do and the things they want to have. And they get excited about that promise. Now we got to help them build the plan. 
And that's the richest thing about coaching is we get to walk with somebody in that. Yeah. And then the thing that's really taken off for, for us is coach leadership. And this is where we work with leaders and we teach them how to be an effective coach leader. Coach leadership is similar. A lot of people are familiar with servant leadership. It's similar, but it's very practical in the methodology. So coach leadership, there's three main components. I got to have the right mindset. So coach leaders love disruption, right? The more change there is, the better we do. Because why? They're growth oriented. And there's a lot of people to serve and there's a lot of disruption. The second aspect is you got to walk out the 10 virtues. So the 10 leadership virtues book that I wrote says, okay, so everybody says, love your people, but nobody tells you how. And so we really get into it with here, are the 10 virtues that you've got to walk out like respect and humility and kindness. Then the third aspect is you got to have this intentional coaching conversation. And we teach our leaders, our coach leaders, to have an intentional conversation around a coaching conversation every week with each of their direct reports. And there's five steps in that. I won't go into the five steps, but let's just say this. You're already talking to your people every week if you're a leader. Yeah. Why not make 15 or 20 minutes of it intentional that gets that individual in your team moving excitedly ahead where they're growing towards their purpose. And as a coach leader, you're protecting their quality of life. And that's yeah. when people work for a dream instead of a paycheck, it changes everything. And so we get our coach leaders to help their people dream and get excited about the vision of the company and their own goals and dreams. And we connect those two things. It gets really powerful. Yeah. You don't want to go to the disaster. Lead right. with the dream. Right. <laughs> That's I love right. that. I'm going to remember that the disaster and the dream. And, and so I really love that you shared that. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've gone over briefly that book that you're talking about and that, that you wrote during the pandemic that we all experienced and how to uh, have coach leadership during times that are, are so, you know, we don't know what's going to happen and things are really rocky and on edge and who knows, right? And and there's that fear aspect that everybody is living in. And and something that I really appreciated and took away from it was really being able to guard your own thoughts uh, and, and really strive to have that positivity and show up in the positive light, you know, instead of dwelling on, well, this is what's happening and it's scary because when when you do that, it just feeds the fire and everybody else does that. So really leading by example. And, and you know, I appreciate also the kindness aspect that's a part of that. And, you know, this is stuff that, you know, this is why you're here, right? Because we have to be taught these things and learn by, by going through it and doing it and asking deeper questions and going, why, 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 why are, are we thinking this way and doing these things? Um, so it, it is difficult to be able to get to those places and, you know, lead with love and positivity and kindness 
when you don't always have that reflected to you, right? And so it's something that we absolutely have to continue practicing. And I want to make sure that everyone knows where to find you too. And www.zigler.com, easy peasy. It is right here on the screen. Also for everyone listening in, it is always in the description. All of the guests we have on the show, you can learn more about what it is and what they're doing. And, you know, uh, tried and true, this has been stemming for generation after generation after generation, (laughs) right? Um, so I, I love that, that this has been going strong for so long. Just blessed. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, I was, I was speaking one time and I shared my story about wanting to be a professional golfer. And when I was done, somebody came up to me and they said, I'm really glad the golf didn't work out because the world has enough golfers. Uh, and so that was a confirmation, right? That just really made me feel good. And, and when I, I tell you, when I get most excited, um, like we did this, uh, leadership program for a huge company, they've got 6,000 employees, 530,000 agents. Um, so we, we did the coach leadership program for their, uh, for 500 of their leaders last year. And they came through in classes. So class one and then class four uh, was like two months later. And so people from different uh, organizations in this big company would come through each of the classes. And so people in class four were telling me that their leader had changed so much in the way they led and that leader had only come through like a month or two before. That's what gets you excited, right? When people hear a message and they say, you know what? I think I will try that. And then you hear from their people the impact that it's having. And I think that's where we all are as people is we just got to have, you know, we've got to know what's possible. And then we've got to have an actionable plan that's going to help us get there. And then we got to go try it. Right. And so what we try to do is just inspire people to try it and let them see the feedback for themselves and then encourage along the way. And I get that all the time. I mean, I just I just get to see those results. And it's really, really awesome when people come back and say, hey, our business is different. My family relationships are different. My health is better. We're, we're not even a, a health company, but people, they do our stuff and they get healthy uh, because it's all fits together. Yeah. And it feels so good. You just want to continue in that improvement. And so that in turn, Tom, is what I consider to uh, that's that's how we evolve as a species is is by that through us. It starts with us first. And as we improve ourselves always, it, it it's just this domino effect. Right. And it helps expand all of us. So that's beautiful. I, I want to bring in a couple of comments that came in. Um, Manly says earlier, brilliant measure success from the perspective is applicable for all measuring success from this perspective. That was based on an earlier conversation, but, you know, just being able to do that, it, it, everybody can do that. And, um, another comment was, I have an admittedly odd question. I played some of your dad's motivational conversations recently and someone overheard and thought it was Matthew McConaughey. What do you think? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh wow! Uh, Maybe the inspiration went went further than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, Matthew likes to exaggerate his his southern. Texas twang a little bit and maybe that's what they were because dad's deep south uh you know dad had a saying he said you know if if you take a southern boy or girl and send them up north you know within a year they'll they'll have an accent and if you send a northern boy or girl south within a year they'll be talking normal uh, <laughs> so, so dad definitely had, and it's funny how many people were like, yeah, the first time I listened to your dad, I couldn't stand it. And now it's my favorite voice of all. Uh, there's something about that. So, um, so maybe Matthew McConaughey's voice is, uh, reminiscent of that Southern kind of twang. Yeah. Well, it's, it's lovely. It, it's it's always it's kind of like a music to the ears, so to speak. It's like a lullaby. I don't know, but your your dad definitely had that that lulling. I don't know. You just want to want to keep listening, and you just lean in. You lean into it, and it, it's very it's very nice. Tom, it's been fabulous to have you on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience today? Yeah. So. I just want to share a story, right? Um, and it's how to catch a unicorn. And of course, everybody wants to know how to catch a unicorn. Uh, but I was coaching this guy and this guy was 34 years old, multimillionaire, very, very business focused. And in the call, he says, Tom, I think I want to get married. And I'm like, well, that's great. You should get married. And then he said, well, I think I should start dating first. <laughs> and so we both laughed. And then he said, yeah, I'm 34. I haven't been on a date since I was 17. Okay. So you're getting a picture of this guy, right? He's like driven, probably was prom that he went to something like that. And I go, and I knew him. So I knew he would have the this. I said, do you have a list? And he goes, what do you mean a list? I go, well, you know what I'm talking about, the list. What are the attributes of this person you want to marry? And he pulled that baby out. It, was, it had like 34 things on it. She's going to be fun and, and adventuresome and smart and a great sense of humor. And she's going to love to travel. He went down this whole list. And he looks at me and he says, Tom, I just described a unicorn, didn't I? They don't exist. <laughs> And I said, I laughed and I said, well, I'll tell you what I do think. I think a unicorn for you probably does exist. And he goes, well, how do you catch a unicorn? And I said, oh, well, it's not easy, but you can do it. And he goes, well, how do you do that? And I said, well, you know, those 34 qualities you wrote down on this side, on the other side, right next to each one of those qualities, write down the quality that you have to develop in yourself that would attract that person. Oh, I love that. That's how you catch a unicorn. Yeah. Wow. So what kind of kids do you want? What kind of people on your team do you want? What kind of friends do you want? Write down the qualities you want in all of those things. And then right next to it, write the qualities that you need to develop in yourself. Yeah. That would build that, attract that. So there you go. So that's 
that's the that's the shortcut, right? That's the simple uh, idea of what what you of what you do um, in order to create the life you want. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. Oh my goodness, Tom Ziegler, everyone, that was amazing, and I love that story because you're correct, it is, and and I was smiling so largely over here because. Uh, I, I did that to, to attract a wonderful relationship into my life in whom I am married to now. So well it, done. you're exactly right. It, it's, you write down everything that you want and you're looking for. And even though it seems like the unicorn, but by you building all of those uh, attributes and, and working on yourself, it, it certainly attracts all of those energies. And so I think that's super cool to end on that. Thank you so much. Thank Again, you everyone, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's absolutely my pleasure and honor to have you here. And, and again, everyone tune in, make sure that you check out Tom Ziegler and www.ziegler.com. That is the, the foundation there, and it has been around a very, very long time. So there's a lot of incredible wisdom there. And so if you're looking to improve in every single way and capacity, that's a great place to start. So uh, again, thank you, Tom, for thank being you. on the show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. The show wouldn't be possible without you. So thank you so much for your continued support. So goodbye, everyone, for now. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time.